You're listening to Coon Hunting Confidentials on the Hounds Tooth Podcasting Network, where we explore anything and everything coon hunting and listen to coon hunting stories from across the nation that include cryptids, the paranormal, the unexplained, and a whole hell of crazy. I'm Daniel Felker, your host. Join me and my buddies, Dustin Faulkner and Ryan James, as we explore into the confidential side of coon hunting. Warning, some material may not be suitable for children. Yo, what's going on, everybody? want to welcome you to another episode of Coon Hunt Confidential on the Houndstooth Podcasting Network with Dustin and Ryan. Whoop, whoop. Sit at the table. Dustin's scrolling on his phone, YouTubing. Mm -hmm. I think he was looking for somebody. Nah, it don't matter. All right, so we got sidetracked watching the Mountain State Kindles video. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But... Dustin and his kind self, when we got over here, he had some rabbit and some potatoes and some carrots all cooked up for supper. I don't know that he intended it for us to eat any, but we, did. <laughs> we showed up and we, we ate. Did. Um, there was plenty. It was good. It's amazing. One rabbit spread that far. And they still a front leg that nobody eat. I figured Ryan would have took it. I Is seen it because I'm fat? There. Is that why you figured? <laughs> <laughs> if, if that's what you want to say, no. bud. <laughs> It was good. I wasn't expecting it. It was it was very delicious. I liked it myself. The carrots was rather nice. I haven't tried the bobcat yet, but until I do, rabbit is still my favorite critter that comes from the bushes. Mm. Oh, well, that's a tough one. What's your favorite? It's way better than squirrel. I bobcat. It depends. I like squirrel, man. I ain't say but squirrel ain't bad. Squirrels, rabbits, pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, I mean rabbits just. A little. It's bobcat, quail, and rabbit. Oh yeah, I do like quail a lot too, especially old smoked quail, which I like deer meat though, man. I haven't had quail in probably twenty something years. Just I think as good I had it. Remember, man. One, <laughs> one time, y'all remember when? Oh, uh, what was the name of that place? That, Hickory Hills. Yeah, Hickory Hills used yep. to have a quail dinner every so often. I do remember. I think I went to one of them long, long time ago. It's pretty good. That's the last time. I like quail. I've had more quail eggs. Oh, I like dove too, though, boy. Dove's really good too. But it ain't no dove. Is good. It's been a long time since I had dove too. Oh, I like dove. I'm gonna have to try the bobcat. Cat. Cromer said he got one in his freezer. That one probably ain't the best one to start with. It was a pretty big one, wasn't it? It's just been <clears throat> froze whole since last year. Mm. We can parboil it. I mean, if it's froze with the guts in it, I ain't really trying to eat it. I agree with, oh, well, I agree with that. I thought it was, never mind then, I thought it was skint. And I it may be. If I it don't is, know. that would be awesome. I've only ever seen one in the woods while I've been hunting. I've only seen, man, I wasn't even hunting. You remember the one we seen? I was just sitting there. That like, was the one. I was with you. It was me It was chasing a deer Simmons. across the road, dude. Oh, really? We yeah. Was coming, it, was, it was right there in Jalapa. Mm. And there's like, there used to be a corn. They used to plant it with corn. 
deer come bolting out of the corn out in the road, bobcat right behind it. It was like some wild kingdom <laughs> stuff. It was like something you see on like Discovery Channel or something. Me, you and Scott Simmons. Animal what? Planet. Yeah. It, that was wild, too. I'm talking about that dog on that deer was scooting. I was like, golly, and then that bobcat, that son's going to stretch out. It was like two bounds. <laughs> Come get it. Some wild kingdom. You need some of that National Geographic music to play whenever we cut in on that. <laughs> oh, golly, it's been so long I forgot National Geographic's even had music. I forgot all about that. But this anyway. One dude, <laughs> this, one, this one guy, he used to call National Geographic, National Pornographic, because they used to like to show them women in like Africa and stuff where they just be all natural. Yeah. That's what they called it. Don't be giving people ideas. <laughs> I don't know what you meant by that, but I think I'm going to segue on down the road. I mean, you was people damn turning turning into freaks, man, watching National Geographic. That's <laughs> what I was talking about. <laughs> Leslie, have you been in the woods hunting? Yeah. Coon hunting? I'm a damn hunter-gatherer, bro. <laughs> what do you think? I don't think you've been coon hunting. I mean, it didn't look like we was, but I was trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I turned the dogs loose probably three or four times. Have you been squirrel hunting yet, Dustin? I've been squirrel hunting. You been squirrel hunting? I went yesterday. I took Melissa and her youngest boy for about an hour. I've been squirrel hunting twice. We only killed one fox squirrel. Lord, I'm glad you didn't post it. You'd have had more haters. I didn't. We treed two yesterday. It must have been the last one because <laughs> we ain't treed no more. You killed two? I we didn't kill them. They got away. I was uh, trying to let her boy shoot one, and he couldn't hold my... Henry, he's sitting there shaking to death, and I mean, it ain't like I can sit there and hold it for him, because then I'm not aimed right. Well, my first trip, we made like eight, nine trees and seen one squirrel, that fox squirrel. Yeah, we made about eight trees, but we only seen, I could only get them two to move. And then, me and the boys went, was over there at the state park, there's some game management near it, we went. Made three trees and seen two squirrels. Wasn't too terrible, but I didn't get to kill neither one of them. They got us away. Yeah, mm. it's a little early. I don't like killing them this early, no way. I seen one when I was deer hunting last Monday. Still had the wolves on it. Mm. Can you still eat them with them things? Yeah, it's just in the it's just in the hide. It don't get in the meat, but That's they just what I thought they it just was. look disgusting, bro. <laughs> Man, yeah. they look nasty. We fry them up with butter and onions and garlic and wool. We eat them like that. Over there at the crossroads. Yeah, that sounds like something they do at the crossroads. That sounds like something dude y'all work with would do. <laughs> Anybody take a deer and burn the hair off of it, eat the damn skin. That ain't shit. That can't be worth a damn, dude. Who done that? Lane. <laughs> Lin Yang or whatever his nigga is. Lang Lang. <laughs> Little Dang Lang. <laughs> dude, Lang I forgot all about he that. He burns the hair off of him, cuts and scrapes him like a hog. Yeah. <laughs> that dish can't taste worth a damn. <laughs> 
He's he's brought it in. He had brought it in. Why would you even want to do that? It's like a waste of your time and energy. A lot of wasted time and energy. They like it because it says it gives it a different flavor. Yeah, and they (laughs) like it, but (laughs) it ain't a good one. They uh, (laughs) they ferment it too. He brought some fermented deer meat in there one time. Fermented, yes, like sauerkraut. Yeah, fermented, like not cooked, fermented. And it looked raw, and I looked at it. I said, nah, nah, cause uh, you just passed that on to the next person. I ain't trying that crap. Man, how does, boil, how does tell that him happen? that you can boil water and scrape them like that too. You ain't got to stand there and burn that shit off with that damn rosebud toy. <laughs> yeah, that's what he that's does. That's got to stink so bad. It, it, it got to. He eats dogs and shit. If he'll do that, he'll eat a dog. No problem. He, he I says like he will, man. He says he'll Tell him we want to try a walker dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. Is that helps with your stamina? <laughs> I ain't trying dog. Walker dog and rice. It'd have to be an apocalypse before I try to dog. Hard times. I mean, I believe if as long as he don't burn the damn hair off of the rosebud, <laughs> I think I could eat it. Maybe I don't know. I'm still caught up on the the fermented deer meat. That just sounds like another name I for eat rotten before. deer meat. Yeah. It's fermented. How is it fer? How do they ferment? I watched it? the I watched some YouTube videos on it. It's they do different meats in it because they ferment it. It's, I have never heard of that. Yeah, I've heard of dry been, aging and all that stuff. They ferment I'm, it, cause what do you call it? In a solution. I yeah. I mean yeah. Coyote bait. Ugh. Ugh. Like I say, you can look it up. There's plenty of videos on YouTube. Fermented But I hadn't watched one in so long, I don't remember how to do it. Man. I'm just who guessing, like, who's like, let's burn all the hair off this damn deer. (laughs) I bet the skin tastes lovely. Uh, What'd they do? Man, check this out. Had this guy come up week, last week. Let's see, uh. Monday will be two weeks. So, he wanted to try the blue dog out. And I told him straight up, off the rip, she hadn't been hunted up. She's a pleasure dog, not a competition dog. And all in all, I didn't think she looked that bad. She made two trees. She went in there, got struck. She made two trees. Did what supposed to do. I dropped the lead on her. I was like, oh, I'm going to pull out all stops. I'm going to show her. I'm going to show them the tricks. <laughs> I dropped the lead, said, let's go. She came out with us. All right, anyway. Well, we leave the first place we go. And that's worth $800 right there. Yeah. I'm serious. And I was like, and you can get her off of a track, whatever. You can get her back. So we go down. We're going to go down. uh I go to go down this one gravel road, and somebody's coming out of it. So I go down another gravel road. I get to the end of it. Oh, you got to tell them about this. <laughs> this is, we get down to the end of it, and there's this young dude down there. And I was like, uh, I stop and talk to him. And I catch his name, ask him if he's doing any good. And he's like, what's your name? I said, Daniel Felker. And he was like, Felker, Daniel Felker. He was like, oh, sh- oh, oh, I don't have have no little 
beeping right there so I could beep out the, the language. He was like, oh, sh- oh, sh- you kidding me? You kidding? And I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, calm down, dude. It's just a podcast. <laughs> and he's like, are you any kin to Adam Felker from Home Area? <laughs> yeah, that dude's podcast. <laughs> and I was like, the one that committed suicide like two years ago, he was like, yeah, yeah, that's him. We was good friends at one once uh, at one time. Once upon a time. I was like, yeah, we dissed it, Ken, man. <laughs> but I was like. Got him. <laughs> he he was like, <laughs> I was like, are you? You was that and all excited, like, like you knew uh, what was going on, what the deal was, who, and who we are. And truly curse from one spirits, you must first lift him very, very high. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know who that is. Like, <laughs> podcast? What podcast? We talking about? <laughs> podcast? When, when did we get ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> So, I was like, well, anyway, we left out from there and went hunting again somewhere else. But he told me he was, he, he still, he didn't buy her. But I was like, dude, what else could you want? You wanted a pleasure dog because you didn't want a competition hunt. She made two trees. She went hunting. She didn't hang around our feet. You can tone her off the track. You can drop the lead, let her walk back. I'm like, not to mention. What else you want? She weighs like 80 pounds, dude. If you wanted to eat her. (laughs) If times got hard, bro, that's a couple meals. (laughs) (laughs) So, the blue dog is still for sale. Anybody that's looking for a pleasure dog or. If you just want something to aggravate the piss out of your neighbors with. Even a. Even a brood. She's like, I don't even think she's worth a, a brood. She's not a brood. She's better than that. But even it just for breeding, she still, I mean, she hunts. She ain't just like some should have been a coal that somebody ain't, you know, decided they wanted to breed to or something like that. We ain't at that 300-mile mark with her yet. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's what we're trying to say. If you heard the last episode in Dustin's book, you kind of get that. But did you keep up yesterday? With the- I didn't take the pull-up yesterday. I just uh, took the river. But yeah, we walked so .97 got- yesterday, and river went two and a quarter. I've been trying to work my tracking dogs, and I had to bring this up because I just got a text message. You know, my daddy shot a deer before I came over here. Well, he thought he shot a deer, and then he's like, I don't think I hit her. And then he messaged me, he's like, there's a little one out there. I was like, well, don't shoot the little one. <laughs> I told him, I called him and talked to him. He's like, I don't know that I hit her. I was like, well, I'd just get in that stand and sit there then. It was early. It was like, he was on his way to the stand when he shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I then he just messaged me and said, I just today. shot a big one. He just shot a big one? Yeah. Did it track it? I, mean, I it hope it run off a little bit. I hate to say it like that, but I need, <laughs> <laughs> I need some... He ran off, but we're going to track him. That's what the tech said. <laughs> I got to go help Jim Dog and James first. James and Jim Dog. <laughs> if, I, if I lift their that, then <laughs> <laughs> but, we're going to track this. It's hard to tell to, to make that comment without <laughs> yeah, all the backstory. 
Let's just say that Jim Dog has. has He's one of the most mentally unstable (laughs) mofos I know. There's two people that come to mind when I think of mentally unstable, and he's one of them. And And me and him had some run-ins. Yeah, and he has had Ryan in his in his his (laughs) crosshairs. I have been pinned down behind a truck before. (laughs) We'll just say that. And now he's going to go track a deer for this unstable sucker. He seemed in pretty good spirits earlier on the phone. <laughs> he made me a little yikes. I don't know. But that was like two hours ago or an hour ago at the least. Yeah, the no, and they still sitting there. He's like, we sitting down here. They sitting like where he goes in the woods at. Like, I was like, it's going to be hours before I get there. <laughs> They've been waiting since one thirty today. Another dude left him hanging. What? what? Another dude left them hanging. <laughs> they talked to me at like five o'clock. We you know we podcast in the city. He's like, been waiting since one thirty. <laughs> I was like, well, if you gonna if it's gonna be me, you're gonna be waiting a little longer. <laughs> I will be there. <laughs> and you taking two puppies? Yeah. They gonna wait all day no, for still two not puppies? <laughs> you gotta make it's it better than the one that came. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's better guess. than not showing up. That's true. Hey, we got to start somewhere, Bo. It's going down. If you find it, are you going to charge them? I mean, I'm going to say a donation would be nice. James probably about half drunk. I'm like, I'm probably going to have to hit this little f- drag it out. If I drag it, he's getting charged, but I ain't dragging <laughs> shit for no less than $100. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. That deer ain't worth it, man. He's it gonna... might not be worth it to you. James, it might be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> By the time, by the time Jim me, I would drive a truck down there and get that song. <laughs> <laughs> by the time, I don't want to take up too much time talking about a freaking deer. But by the time he get pays to have it processed, pays a few hundred dollars to pull it out. It ain't. He's gonna have two hundred fifty dollars tied up in. But he deer. might have two thousand dollars worth of memories. <laughs> <laughs> And at that at that price, it's a steal. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope he's got that much more from memories because he's about to get got. <laughs> I hope I don't get got. <laughs> do I need to come with you? Just make sure you steal. I don't want to do you like that. <laughs> you just damn call me later on, like make sure I made it. <clears throat> I ain't even gonna offer to go with you. Well, let's get into this episode so I can get this over with. <laughs> So he can go make some money tracking deer. That'd be nice. Don't say it like that. Maybe one day it'll be like that. Right now we're just training puppies. Yeah, I need to shoot a few and get mine out there. I'm trying to. You think. need to make him a bird dog, man. I ain't got no birds. We do got birds. And I ain't got no patience. I got, got other birds. crap to do. I got a secret, bro. We got the birds. Just train the bird dog. Got to have birds. Train the bird dog, bro. Oh, we'll get you some birds then. It takes birds trying to bird, though. We get them for $8 a piece. Golly. That's cheap. You get them for $12 a piece here local. That's crack prices. <laughs> <laughs> Still, though, I was thinking about like $4 a piece. No, you can't well, even buy fresh hats for $4 a piece. Well, let's roll this beautiful bean footage. Trying to think, is there anything else? There ain't no Apple reviews. Mm, oh, I looked at it earlier. I come up with a cool dog name, but I'm not gonna say it on here for my next one. I gotta tell y'all when we get off. In private. 
private. So let's see. We got Mr. Track Man himself coming up first, Mr. Kurt Aaron. And if you have never listened to Kurt Aaron talk, you are in for a treat because he is wide open. He's a wild man. Yeah, that's a fact. I'd like to go hunting with him. I would too. And then after that, we got Mr. Curtis Elburn, who is um, Andy Emery's father. And remember, we gave her a little congratulations for winning the show last episode, or episode before last, whenever it was. The world? Uh, I think it was, dude. No, it was at all the most when she won all the most. No, she won the world, too. She won the world, too. Yeah, she did. She won the world, too. We need to give her a shout-out for that. Yeah, with a red bone. Dang it. Maybe. Might need to look (laughs) that up. Might need to look that up and make sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Black and Tan won the world. No, I'm pretty sure Black and Tan won the world show. You need to look that up because I think it's going to be her with that red bone. Nope. It's a Gillum something. It was a Black and Tan. It was a black and tan one. Well, she was one. It was one of David Gilman's dogs that somebody Shut else had. Yeah, owned. that won the world that following weekend or two weekends after that. Whenever the world show was, it was a Gilman's. Yep. Oh. Well, it, it was that out. So anyway, Mr. Curtis Elburn. Uh. We'll just come have to come back and talk about his story because it's very awesome. unique. So we're gonna get into that, let y'all listen to it, and then we'll be back in just a minute to talk about All right, man, we're sitting at the table, all the mokes, with Mr. Track Man himself, Kurt Aaron. How you doing today? Just fine, by God. We had a nice hunt last night. Good time. Draw some good people. You know how that is. Oh, yeah. an old buddy of mine, Bruce Killam, and some other boys that uh, trained a lot of Track Man Puffs for me. But uh, I'm getting older. I don't run like I used to. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. They, they had me about stretched out there. <laughs> I'll get I don't know if anybody knows much about me, but I can get a little nervous out there. You know what I'm saying? Really? Oh, hell, oh. just the way life is. They tell yeah. me if you don't get nervous, it ain't no fun. Yeah, it ain't you know? no fun no more. So yeah. you're in the Grand 16 this year. Yep, every squirrel finds an acorn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I heard that. How's the audio in your ears? Too loud? Loud enough? No, it sounds good. Perfect. All right, that sounds wonderful. So let's see. I guess to start out with, I don't really have to start out with. You know, we look for creepy, crazy, weird stories, whatever, whether they be spooky stories, Bigfoot stories, and just coon hunting. That's right. Or dog hunting, but mainly coon hunting. But, uh, man, we was listening to you when, when um, I guess you was with Josh Michaelis. Yeah, he came talking. up here at the house one day. and You was talking I'll- to I wasn't even ready, you know what I mean? He pulls in there, and I said, well, come in here. I'll whip something on you, you know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. So, 
we uh we heard you talking about a guy that's from our neck of the woods that we knew. He's passed away now. He but he come rolling up in the El Camino. Mr. Scott, dog from Mr. Him. Scott, yeah, absolutely. W.C. Scott. Yeah, Walter Charles hey, he Scott. He drove up my house in an El Camino. He had them green bibs that Paul Sheffield and him have, uh-huh. little coon on them. Uh-huh. And he had the green in his hand, son. <laughs> that was I him. had a dog called Aaron's Crank. Hey, and I, when I bought my farm, my dad always paid for his payments once a year. Well, I thought, hell, dad can do that, I can do that. But when you coon hunt all year and you don't work, it come <laughs> yeah. down I needed eighty five hundred for this like farm payment. <laughs> uh-huh. I had about eighty five dollars. You know what I'm saying? My wife said, "What are we going to do?" Out of the blue, I'd won high scoring plot and plot of the year, and I'm a Walker man. But this dog was a great one. Me and my daughter raised him. Well, we didn't raise him. We bought him as a pup and trained him together. And uh, kind of a story there too. My wife worked for AT and T, so. She would get off second shift down there, long-distance operator. Well, I'd have to have my daughter in bed for school, you know. Well, man, we'd be out hunting, getting him right. I'd said, come on, kid. we got to get home. Your mom gets home. I still got you out here. This ain't going to be good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so we'd run our ass off getting home, you know. There'd be a lot of nights I'd come in there, and I'd said, man, get in bed quick before she gets here, you know. But that WC, getting back to that, was a great man. He'd come up there. Smart man. He says, well, he calls me on the phone. I'm laying there on the couch. He said, Kurt, would he be for sale? I said, yeah, but you're going to think you bought the farm, you know. (laughs) And didn't scare him off an inch. I thought, oh, boy. (laughs) So he drives up, got that El Camino and them green bibs and all that on. Had that cash. And I told him my situation. This dog, he was in the house under a Christmas tree with a bow on his head. I got pictures and shit, and he had a big old head like that. He was a freak boy. He had them, I told everybody he had that white chest and them white Nikes. You want a good one, you got to put them on there, you know. Mm-hmm. So we go hunting. Dog looks exceptional. WC said, here, Kurt. I said, man, I've been raised by a horse trader, and I know better than ever piss down a pole. You know what I'm saying? My dad would kill you. If your word wasn't no good, you wasn't no good to him. Today, he'd kill his kids, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, everybody, back up. Don't get everybody get ignorant. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I said, WC, this is what's going on. He said, Kurt, he said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. He said, if you don't want this cash and you don't get your money. This is how nice this man was. If you don't get your money for your farm payment, I'm going to write you a check for the 10000 and he said, you call me, and it'll be good. He run a car door up. Kurt, I read that material place. Oh, yeah. It's right yeah. there in our neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Right mm-hmm. in there? Oh, yeah. My papa and him was best friends for a Let long time. They did horses man. and stuff. Yes, together. sir. Yeah. He left that dog in my name till he died. Did you all know that? No, Didn't no, sir. That. We sure yes, did. Yes, he sure did. And uh, I went down and bred a bitch one time to him, to a guy I'll never forget. It was a plot man. And I thought I could respect him. And a good friend of mine had passed away. Tim Seals had Midnight Mike. I go down there, and I breed this bitch. And this Russell Beck had bought this bitch and said, Kurt, you can have two pick pups. Well, when I'm used to getting the picks, I don't mean you hide one out around back, your neighbor, or you don't pull up. My daughter likes this one, or my wife likes that one, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Trackman is a baby. He's in the back seat. My daughter's with me. My wife's with me. Well, we go down there, and there's one pup that looks like Crank. He had white feet, white chest. I said, Russell, that's the one I want. He said, oh, no, you ain't getting that one. I jerked Trackman out of the back seat. You think, you, I said, you think I need this son of a gun? I wasn't quite that nice. My wife said, shut up, shut up, get your pups, and let's go. So I'm kind of a guy, if I can't get the one I want, I really don't want one, right? Right. So I, I, I told this Beck, I said, let me tell you something. I'm going to take him two pups. When I get down the road, and I wouldn't kill a dog for nothing in the world, I love dogs. I told my wife, I said, I'm going to get these two pups and lay them at the end of his driveway. I was mad stupid. I rode out of that. So I called my buddy. He was the best man at my wedding. He's a plot man, Kevin Gerber. I said, Kevin, would you want these two pups out of Crank? Absolutely, Kurt. What's wrong? I said, I couldn't get to one of one. Crank was blank, black, brindle. You know, not one of them all blacks. And yeah. He was made like one's supposed to. He said, hey, calm down. This guy was a showman. He, I knew he wasn't going to hunt him. That's what irritated me, you know. So I go on home. I called Kevin. I said, you be at the house when I get there. I drove about four hours, got home. Track man rode in the back seat like people, you know, and he was about eight, nine months old. My buddy comes over there, make a short story long. He gets him, grows him up. I take her. He always wanted to win plot days, but every time he got in trouble, He'd tell his wife he was with me or some shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have a way with people's wives sometimes. I'm that guy. You're that guy? <laughs> yeah. That's him. He's one of them guys that's had hands. So he says, I'd like to go try to win plot days, Kurt. I said, okay. Don't tell his wife I'm going or nothing. Bootleg me in this truck. Ride me out there. Put me in the back seat. And the guy that was driving I don't mind what a guy does or anything else. But let me tell you something. We're going down the road. He kept turning around looking at me. I said, hey, bud, keep your eyes on the road, you know. Oh, Kurt, this guy's name was Johnson. I called him J.J. Jr. Talked real easy, you know. Well, we get down there. I, I win it for him. Jimmy Cannon, one of the greatest one in the world. He, uh, next day, I'm at the room. I'm waiting for them to come get me, you know what I mean? Get these prizes and all this shit, and I'm fired up. Hell, they go up there. They gather the trophies. They get everything. Well, they come back, man, I'm irate. You know what I mean? I said, hey, this is my this buddy of mine. I nicknamed him Goob. Didn't have no neck, shoulders this wide, you know what I mean? <laughs> he could buy beer when he was 16, bald as hell, you know? <laughs> hey, so... I said, what's the deal? He said, well, we're going to take some more pictures, Curtis. He said, we just went ahead and got it. We figured you'd want to sleep. So we go back out there, you know, and we got these great big trophies and a dog box and a bunch of stuff. I'm all pretty proud. So we get our ass on out of there, and we're going home, you know. And uh, he says, Kurt, how do you want to divide this stuff? I said, I'll be doing the chopping tonight. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we get home, and I knew his wife. She don't hate me, but she don't like me. Yeah. You, know I mean? <laughs> you don't ever hate anyone. But anyway, I get home. I thought, I'm going to get even with that guy. So I call. I said, his wife's name was Missa. I said, Missa, uh, tell Kevin when he gets home that I left my light in his truck, which I didn't, you know. Yeah. She said, oh, oh, yeah, where have you been? I said, I went to plot days and won that for him. 
Phone gets quiet. We hang up. Kevin gets home. Hey, about a day later, he says, what the hell did you do that for? I said, hey, bud, you know how shit comes around, goes around. Pay back some MF. Oh, yeah. So we divided up. I said, well, I can't eat them trophies, Kevin. You can have them. But I said, I'm going to keep the dog box, you know, and shit. And, oh, we've had a good time. And that particular female, this same guy, they was having a battle of breeds. So I had a guy hunting track, man. And, and I said, man, they're giving away a lot. I'll take this good plot bitch down. She's a good. So I go down there. Track man wins the damn high-scoring male in dog box. I win with the plot bitch. I come home with two dog boxes. Kevin comes over to pick up his little jip. He says, how'd you do, Kurt? I said, oh, I did pretty good. I won a couple boxes. Well, what do I get? I said, the same thing. You give me a plot day. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I did. I ended, up, I ended up giving it to him. But I've had, I met a lot of nice plot people, though. And that WC was as class act as you will ever get. He about a he actually he was a he was a hoarder. He wasn't a trader. He was a hoarder. That's right. And he and would have get some rid of high. nothing when he well, got. He wouldn't get rid. Of, he had them El Caminos. Didn't he have some SSs and yeah, stuff? Yeah, he had all. Yes. He, he had, had some, some fastback a, Mustangs yes. sitting out there. He had all hey, that. It didn't matter if it was good in any breed. That man one dog. He wanted it. He had bought that good black dog. He and a red bone. And he yeah, bought he, a red bone. He had a good English. It was high dollar from from yep. uh, Wyatt Wright. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that that man right there helped me pay my farm payment right there. So I take my hat off to him. You know what I mean? And I was probably about ten years old. My papa took me over there. He's I was wanting a dog. I always had dogs before that, but I didn't have one. I was wanting one. He said, "Well, my buddy Walt Walt's got a lot of dogs. We go get you a dog from Walt. That's what he called it. So we go yeah. over there and we walking around in his yard with him." And, and he told us, he said he's got eight. He told us, yeah. you know I've been there now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, he told us, he said, I reckon I got around 80 something here. He said, and I got that many more at other people's houses. He had them all over the world. And uh, my papa said, well, Walt, you wouldn't know a fella that, that had too many dogs, would you? That had one he might would want to get rid of. And he stood there for a minute. He thought, he was like seriously thinking. He said, nah, I don't know nobody. <laughs> and he said, uh, <laughs> But I tell you what I, I can do for you. He said, I got a female red bone. He just bred it to one of them high dollar red bones yep, he had. Yep. He said, You take her with you and raise that litter of puppies and you keep what you want off of it and just give me what you don't want off that litter of puppies. That's why we he took was. her with us and she had a litter of puppies and every night one would get gone. And we got down to the last two and we just took them from her. I guess she was eating one a night yeah, or something. Yeah, sometimes something was happening like that. Or getting balanced and you know and, and it was just one a night would get gone. And we, my papa bottle raised them two dogs, and they that's didn't really, a job right there. Yeah, yeah. They didn't really turn out well. I, I don't think they did. They kind of got, they got gone. But Mister Walt was a good dude. Oh man, he! Uh, every time I look at my farm up there to this day, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I learned one thing: if you're gonna, right after I got that payment paid, I said, "Ain't no more of this shit right here going to be one payment a year." I told that banker, I said, you get this thing set up here monthly for this moron. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sound oh, like, yeah. like me. <laughs> I'm about to get my wife also. And I tell you what, we cried when that dog left. But what I was going to say about that man, he was this smart. I could have got that cash. But no, he wrote that check out like that, trusted me to no end. He said, and I called. Well, I'll tell you this. How, I said, hey, I didn't get my money gathered. I'm going to have to sell you the dog. WC. And he said. 
Kurt, go up there and pay it. It'll be there. When I pulled up, went into my banker, it was about closing time. And I waited about the last two days. You know what I'm saying? He said, hey, he was nervous. I made my banker nervous, you know. (laughs) He said, uh, did you bring the beer with you or what, by God? And I threw that check down there, and he said, I've seen high-priced bulls. I've seen high-priced hogs, but never no high-priced dogs. And that man and me was like that from then on. And when track man come along, I had to borrow some money to collect him, you know. And now, you know, uh, he was a blessing. The good Lord blessed me. And he'd say, boy, I wish we'd have collect more semen on that dog. I said, I had to suck your ass for what I did get. Buddy. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, hey, hey. and that's a God's go truth, but, yeah. uh, but, man, I've had some good times and been very blessed with these dogs. And I met some marvelous people and some I don't want to meet again. You know? <laughs> I'm sure they say that about me. You know what I'm hey, saying? I was watching the pro sport. Uh, they was on their live several, several months ago, and I was waiting on you and Jed to start throwing down. Oh, man. That's another. Hey, but I give that damn truck away. You know me. <laughs> Whitey couldn't give it away. I strike him under a minute, take a quarter there. We're walking into the tree. And as we're going in there, we see a coon setting up. Well, we pull Whitey off, and I recast him, him and Legs. And Legs goes back, and Whitey hits his coon track. Yeah, 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 y'all. And everybody said, Kurt, don't do nothing. Don't strike nothing. You might as well have told me. I said, give me all you can get. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he ambushes his coon in a little bitty old tree. And it's up there waving. We walk back to another dog. And he's trying to go from fourth to third. I'd have given him the 3000 to stay there, you know. <laughs> we go back to my tree, and it's gone. Coon has bailed out. I have been hunting my whole life, and i never seen it, but it happened. Man, I wanted to puke. So, you know, getting seconds like kissing your sister, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got second at the world hunt down there, too, high-scoring male and everything. But I'm blessed. my wife said, whatever the good Lord gives you, don't ever get greedy. And she's right on that, but, boy, it's hard to take it sometimes. You know what I mean? But all you can do is kind of take it with a grain of salt and see where you messed up and try to regroup, you know. Make it a great day or not. The choice is yours. And anybody knows me, uh, if I'm winning, I got a good one because I'll give that sucker away. Now, I can promise you that. It's obvious, (laughs) you know. I tell you what, you got any stories that make the hair on the back of your neck stand up all these years of coon hunting or ever seen anything? Yeah, I went to to a lake over there. I got a buddy from Wisconsin, hunting crank, and I had a dog called Dynamite. And we go over there, and the lake was down, and this kid from Wisconsin milks cows, and he bought a lot of dollars worth of dogs off me over here. Good guy. Wouldn't do nothing wrong for nothing, Dwayne White. We go over there, and the lake's down, and that damn crank and that dog, they get back in there behind. This lady owns about 20 acres back there. Well, her and her husband come out there, and they're drunker than Cooter Brown. Well, I used to shoe horses, and I shoot them for a sheriff called Art Culliford. I can, he's passed away, and I can tell you his number right now, 573-470-4221. You don't think I didn't use him? Most time I can say, Art, you might ought to come over here. And hit, in the Depression days, his dad made money with coon dogs and helped feed his family. So he respected me. And... Uh, I said, well, what's he? I called Art and I said, listen, I got a lady out here, drunker Cooter Brown, and she's got a pistol waving around. It looked like it was that big around in my face. 
Well, my buddy's saying, Kurt, don't get ignorant. Let's just go. Once I got my dogs hooked, because she's standing by him, her and her husband, and evidently she wore the pants because he wasn't saying nothing. He had a shotgun. They decided St. Louis. So they ushered us on up to the road there with them guns. And I said, she said, we got the law coming. I said, really? I said, where are they at? Well, we just told you that. I said, no, you need to get them out here. I said, I got them coming right now. He's going to love you drunker in hell with this deal. But on the way by, don't ever think bad of me. On the way by, they had a pontoon boat sitting there. And like I said, they owned 20 acres there. And they had, if you stepped on them, they, you know what I mean? It was like they lived in the city. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. do that. On the way by, I looked at that pontoon boat. My buddy Dwayne, he said, come on, Kurt. Now, we're out of here. We're out of here, you know. Well, old Art pulls up the sheriff, you know. And she said, well, we ain't got no problem. He said, Kurt, you can go ahead and go. I want to talk to these people a little. So they did. And don't think bad of me. About a week, I got to lay in the bed thinking about that, and it made me mad. You ever see what a pontoon boat looks like when it's got one of them big long oars with holes in it that's sitting in a lake like this. Yeah. <laughs> it don't look too good, does it? <laughs> Mysteriously, that thing ended up like that. <laughs> but that was one night the hair on my neck was up, and I, I just knew she was going to kill them dogs, you know what I mean? And yeah. she's yelling like a crazy woman, you know. But You know, that old hooch would do different things to you. Oh, now. yeah. yeah. You know how it is. Yeah. So you're all from Rock Hill, South Carolina. Clinton, South Carolina. Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. Where was WC's plan at right there? Right off the interstate. In, well, yeah, they, the big building right there. They had, there. Uh, it was Milliken, and they actually, he kind of helped design a camo pattern. Yes. He that was, was telling a, me that. Yep. He brought me some material up. Well, he didn't bring it up from the plant when I went to his house. Yeah. Because when I was setting up my, ta- up my tables and my benches and everything, I mm. told him I'd like to have some camouflage material. I still got it to this day. Ah. Uh. Yep. It's all right. Yep. I can. Hey, I've been in some deals with these dogs. I'm trying to get my hands on a pair of them green coveralls he had. A pair of his because they. He was a big, tall man, wasn't he? Yeah, I'm trying to get a pair. I don't even want to wear them. I just want them for memorabilia. Yeah. Hey, he had that little. I'll never forget it. He had them bibs. Had that coat that matched with that little coon on there, you know. And he had that green in his hand, son. Don't think he did. He was the same way about horses, too, at one time. Yeah, that's what he told me. Yep. He had a bunch of Toyota pickup, old Toyota pickups, too. Yeah, and I was always, I had them since 1984, you know. And, but the thing that interests me, he had more than one of them El Caminos, yes. too, you know what I mean? I think some of them still sit. I think a lot of them cars are still sitting there. Is that right? Yeah, where, he, where, when did he die, like? About three years ago. Is that right? Did did some of his folks in take over all his place and uh, stuff? Yeah, his son and his daughter, they got rid of, uh, most of his dogs was gone, and all of them got gone. Right. And. They kept the farm. But everything probably. else they've kept is there because yeah. my daddy just had – he had a knee surgery. And she she's either works at the place he goes and does therapy or either she's doing therapy. But he sees her there, and he's been talking to her. He told her about that other podcast where you was on there, and she was wanting to try to find it. Is that and right? I told him, I'm like, man, you got to ask if she – if he's if they got anything coon hunting of his, I'd like – it's got sentimental values to me. Yeah, I, hey, I can understand yeah. that. Yeah, he was a he was a blessing to me. I can tell you that. Well, I love uh, that dog, but you know how it is. You got to do what you got to do yep. sometimes. That was. Uh, I'm a plot dog man myself. Is that right? Yeah, I, don't I got, got one more right now. I'm on a breed of track man semen. I got a nice little female. I'm going to aggravate him. 
I'm, I'm going to put some everybody. of them Nikes on him, you know, yeah. and put that white chest on him one more time, I told him. Oh, uh, that's who I remember. There's another guy from around our house. He come up there and stayed with you some a few years ago. His name's Wendell Storns. Oh, crazy Wendell. Yeah. He's I had good seen, people. I hadn't seen him or his son in his son five years. His son is a great years. guy. You know what I mean? Wendell, he's kind of like me. Wendell's mowing grass and stuff. Is he? I yeah. hadn't seen him in a couple of years now. It's probably been five, six years since I've seen him. Yep. Oh, Wendell. It's been a while. I know the last time I really – Really hunted with him. He was a, uh, I can't remember if it was a track man or cold sweat or it was one of them dogs. Yeah, I he had remember. a cold sweat pup. His boy come up and bought two pups. And then Wendell come and bought a dog called Whip It Out Buzz that I had. That name sounds familiar too. Yeah, took him up, still got him. Got him on the couch and everything, you know. Yeah, the first time them boys ever met me, they didn't know what to think now. <laughs> but that Wendell's son has done very good. In life, I, I kind of grew up would. around them. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, well, boy, they was they all- from a different town. Over we we parted in the same place from time to time. That's right. That. That's right. Hey, his son was uh, always polite to me, you know. And I knew he and I Wendell. Now he was aggravating as hell. He tried to aggravate me. I'm down there showing some pups and stuff, and he says, "Kurt, I come here to buy a dog." I said, "So do these guys." Remain calm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, he was getting mad, you know, and I, I always aggravated him. You know what I'm saying? When do you think you're going to make that plot track man cross? As soon as I get her bot right, she's she's okay. coming along, but I'll be having that now. He's I'll, a plot guy. I'll fix yeah. you up. We're going to put that mouth and locate on him. Boy, the yeah, plot people him. ain't going to like it, but it's coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you got to help him out, you know, every now and then. <laughs> hey, I tell, hey, I tell them track man's kind of like alfalfa hate. Only way it hurts a horse is if they don't get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Boy, they get to giving me hell now. <laughs> Nah, hell. I've had a a blessed life, you know what I mean, if I die tomorrow. Well, have y'all already drawn out who you're going to hunt with tonight? No, they're going to do that at 4 o'clock here. Okay. Uh, It don't matter, you know what I mean? Just go and let it happen, you know. I like to think I could win this. I told Buzz the other day, I said, listen, I like to try to win all the mokes, win that senior world hunt down there, you know, in PKC, and maybe leave – on a good note, but shit, I don't think I'll ever quit till they throw me in the dirt if I can't walk. I I don't know, but I don't know what I'm gonna do if I don't mess with the dog. You know what I'm saying? I've always had them. My wife, and me, I'm gonna build a little training pen about 12 acres up there. And uh, Jeremy Michaelis has got had Skipper and sold some nice dogs. World champion X. He's been helping me and. He's been good for me. He's been telling me, Kurt, you need to calm down. Man, I can remember. If you ever screwed me in a hunt, I can remember you for 29 years. And them guys will walk up, and he said, Kurt, you won't even let them talk. You say, you're the son of a bitch. That, and now I'm over that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, today and age, you got to shake a man's hand and go on. Have you ever been in the woods with Randy Stedman? Oh, my Lord, yeah. <laughs> Stedman, bud, Stedman. Yes, sir. Good guy. Good yeah. pup man. He moved. He uh, he I moved. What to the south? He, yeah, he lived. He lived right there in the neck of the woods. His dad fought them chickens. I'm good friends with oh, Bobby yeah. Fairchild too. You know, and Bobby had them good. Grades. Really? Me and him's like that, bud. Been that way forever. <laughs> I just went down there, stayed down there. It's a hundred and three or four degrees. He says, "Hey, Kurt, stay another night." I said, "Are you kidding? I'm getting the hell out of here. That red dirt down there around Colgate." I said, "I'm out of here." But that man right there is a state of the art. 
he'd like WC. You know what I mean? He'd tell you something. Man, I might be getting back in touch with you for us over with. Why, yeah. <laughs> man, we're good friends. Huh? See, a chicken man. The best. He wins them. Phil- hey, I, I ain't never been around him. You heard you Percy talk about him not too long ago sitting I'm, around talking about I Remember, he sitting around talking about listening to a podcast, and they said the best grades was them Fairchild's grades. That's right. You know, and that boy, they big structure. I don't know nothing about chickens, but I respect him because of first, I got a picture of him on the wall when he's in the Filipinos all behind him. Mm-hmm. He's sitting there with this mohawk, and he's, I mean, looks, boy, I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I went down there, I'll show you all he's, a little picture He's here. as big time as it gets. Oh, really? Yeah. And, uh, oh, dang it. But anyway, I thought I had him on this phone. I got a new dang phone. But I took a picture with Bobby in front of all his trophies and everything. Yeah. Man, they're tall. You just can't believe everything. And, and a good man. He just, he breeds them chickens like I breed dogs. Yep. Try to, if you got something you like, you try to line breed a little bit. Not in breed it, but you line breed it, you know. Is it right? Hell, I don't know. It's right. It just works for what I do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I heard the comments you made about, like, brood bitches. It's like, I heard what you had to say about it, and this is, it works for you. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And I'm going to tell you about them females. You know, them good females make good dogs. That's the way I look at it. I'll tell you one thing. You guys got a good deal going here, isn't it? Somewhat. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah, it is fun. You get to meet a lot of nice people, don't you? We've met a lot of different people since we started doing this. Kind of. How'd you you all get started? Just one day sit down and said, hey, let's try doing this. Pretty much. He got me addicted to listening to podcasts. And then uh, actually I started listening to one that was on Houndsman XP. It was like scenting. Yeah. Dog scenting and stuff. And then I just started listening to a bunch of different podcasts. And it was all like. It was interesting. I just like hit him up. I was like, hey, y'all want to do a, I was like, let's do a coon hunting podcast and let's look for the crazy, weird, creepy coon hunting stories out there. That'd it's be like, Kern Aaron right there, but <laughs> you'll get him no more eager than what I've been into. <laughs> They'd say, Kurt, you're a different breed. I said, that's why my dad only had one kid. He told me one time, he's, they're sitting around there, my dad was a horse trainer. He said, Jerry, that was his, my dad's name. He said, well, you only have one kid. He said, I didn't see no profit in him, and I damn sure didn't want no more like him. You know what I mean? <laughs> he had a way with words, you understand? Yeah. He was an Italian. That's the way it goes. But, no, I, I was, I've been blessed by a lot of people. And a lot of people think I'm kind of a horse's ass, but I'm not. I got a heart as, you know what I mean? I'm good-hearted, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm think about me, I got no filter up there. And a man needs it. Today and age, a man needs it. My granddaughter. I appreciate I, the low filters. Yeah, I do. My granddaughter, she's got a chance in this world because she thinks for she says something. You know what I mean? Of course, me, I ain't never thought about nothing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I uh, I appreciate you guys putting me on here. Now, oh, we appreciate oh, you taking you. the time. I know you got a lot going on with your booth and everything out there. You got people coming by talking to you. Yeah. I went out there looking for you. I didn't know you was back there, and I walked out there, and there was a pile of people out there talking, and I was like, I don't see him there. Well, I so tried I'd, to lay in there a little bit this morning, you know, and old Whitey, he lays in there in the bed. And this, this dog I got, he's kind of unique. When he sleeps, he sleep, or if he gets relaxed, he rolls his tongue out. Well, me and him both, I'm a diabetic, and I wake up, I'm looking for that cold water. Well, I wake up, and old Whitey's stretched out on that big bed, and his tongue hanging out there, man, I can see he can't only lick his tongue, you know what I mean? So I went and got to fool some water and shit. But this dog's pretty unique right here. 
he was like Cranky's. There, you know, you're only allowed so many, but I've raised a lot of dogs. And, uh, that's how you get it. Some of them just I mean. got it. Some of them don't. They just. Hey, it's just like anything. I used to have a little dog, and I tell people she can understand sentences. Not a command, sentences. Yes, you're right. You know, uh, and here's another thing that I've noticed. Hunt them naturals. Breed for them naturals. My dad, another thing he used to tell me, he'd say, Kurt, he'd say, go get that one out there's treat on the farm. And then once up there taking naps, give them the greatest man of all, you know. Hey, we'll do the same thing. That's what I tell everybody. I know somebody, they'll be like, you know anybody wants a dollar? I know somebody that'll take him. Yeah. <laughs> Finest fella I know. Yeah, that's and right. he won't say no. That's right. That's <laughs> the way I look at it, you know. Yeah. I tell you what, I've had a lot of fun. This this is a good hunt right here at Autumn Oaks. I, Alan's always been good to me and gives me a lot of static. You know, of course I need it, you know. I'd probably give him, he'd give me his number on speed dial. I bet he wish he'd have never done that, don't you, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Kurt, we about 30 minutes into this, and we appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate you guys, and sure nice talking hey. to you about WC and them. Remember Fine. that fat guy on that podcast when you breed that plot that track, man? I'll blood. do that. I'll say, where's that skinny guy at, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> where's that little fella with the bandana? That's right. <laughs> He's my kind of people. All you guys are. I can see right now you're all laid back and oh, enjoying yeah. life. Man. I, I like to cut up. I don't do much listening to podcasts, and he told me about that one. He's like, you reckon they talking about Mr. Scott? And we listened to it. was like, WC. Like, His name's Walter Charles. Yeah, Walter Charles. I was like, Charles. that El Camino and that Green Bibs. like, that's him. You damn I'm right, like, That boy. is him. That brings back a lot of memories. And the most politest man that I ever yep. met when he came up here. Real soft-spoken kind Real of soft-spoken, treated my wife with great respect and my daughter. And, and he understood where I was coming from, you yep. know what I mean? And, but that man was sharp. He knew when he drove out that driveway, he had that dog bought, you know what I mean? Yep. And when I, when I cast a check, I jumped in that truck and I, I took the dog ride to him. Boy, I tell you, that was a long ride. I'm telling you there, but I yeah. did what was right. You know, he uh, got uh, he got down in health real bad. And everybody thought he was going to die. Different he times, a tough bird, didn't he? Well, had that. Two they or had three him times. rode. Yeah, they yeah. had him rode off two or three times. I think a bunch of them boys got his dogs and stuff like that. One of them yeah. times, they kind of yes, they kind of hoodooed him there yeah. once. They did. But I think what got a lot him of was, them real good ones because yeah. yeah. his son and them didn't really know. Hey, he wasn't sure about had. paying something for one now. He gave a lot of money for that good red dog and that black dog. Yeah, he had set him up chance. Yes, he sure did. <laughs> Off always. Yeah. So one of them times he was in the hospital and his son went around on his yard and took pictures of every dog he had and made a portfolio with him so he could sit down with him. He's like, listen. He said, now I know you, you don't want to get rid of nothing. He said, but there's going to come a time where we need to thin them a little bit. He said, so we're going to sit down and go through this, and you can show me which ones you you could part with. Yeah. And it was a, a he made a booklet of these things. So there was like three dogs he wanted to let go after they went through all them dogs. There's about three of them. He said, yeah, yeah y'all, y'all can go ahead and get rid of them. Yeah. I, what I was going to say, what I think really took the life out of him was when his wife passed. Yes. Yeah. I was just getting ready to ask you about that. Yeah. That yep. took a lot out of him. I'd do anybody. Oh, yeah. Yep. Hey, I call my wife Big Sexy. Hey, if it wasn't for her, hey, she started working from home when that COVID hit. She's worked for Blue Cross Blue. She's been a AT&T. She's been not like me, you know. Uh, her, she's come home, and every day, before when I'd be cooning up, we had a little thing together. She wanted me home for daylight. 
you know what I mean? Just to know I was there and mm -hmm. safe, you know. So I always try to do that. Well, it was before. As soon as the dust got out of the driveway, Jack, I was going to bed. I was getting, you know what I mean? I was getting me some wings. When that COVID hit, her boss said, Carrie, I think we're just going to leave you at the house. You know what I mean? Work from home now. I called her boss and said, are you trying to ruin a perfectly good marriage here? Yeah. She said, oh, my, Kurt, what's wrong? I said, shit, she's got a shit for me to do as long as my arm every day, you know. <laughs> hey, and a, she had a deal. She said, if you're going to hunt all night, you're going to work all day around the farm, you know. You know how that goes. It's but rough. Some days are better than others to get the shit oh, yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. By God. Well, I've really enjoyed you guys. Hey, we, we I enjoyed really enjoyed it. talking with you. It's probably yeah. the best conversation we've had. Yeah. That was hilarious. I enjoyed it. I, lo I like nice. the funny ones, too. Why? Heck, you got to have them all kinds, yeah. right? That's yes, right. Sir. We appreciate it. Hey, with hunting season right here upon us and everybody getting their hunting stuff all lined up, getting their boots, their chaps their, with waders, uh, their lights, anything, go check out Havoc Hunt Supply. They got all the things you need, all your needs. They got badass apparel. They got spill-proof water bowls. They got chaps. They got garments. They got thermals. And with these hard economic times, all you got to do is put this promo code in. It's at Havoc. 10 to save 5% on all your purchase, your total purchase. You want to support the show? Go to Havoc Hunt Supplies website. Put that promo code in when you're checking out. Save you some money, man. Or get you a hoodie. Get you a hat. Get some shit you don't need. I mean, a squall. Yeah, this hunting season, bro. need you a squall. Prepare yeah. yourself to wreak havoc. You can get you a, a squall. Anything you need right there. Havoc Hunt Supply. Hit them up. 5% off your purchase. Havoc 10. Mr. Curtis Elburn sitting at the table with us at Alden Oaks. And uh, we talked to his daughter, Andy Emery, last year and her husband, Keith, who is sitting over here to the side, not really paying us no attention. He's just looking pretty. He's just here to look pretty today. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> have you already showed this morning? Uh, no, I don't have anything today. We uh, got one tomorrow. Got oh, okay. tomorrow. Oh, that's right. They're only doing uh, for the duels today, isn't it? The duels are registered. You showing uh, what got you into to the leopard dogs? Well, Andy found me a good one down in Georgia, and she said this thing's worth having, so I got it, and it was a pretty nice dog. What breed did you like before then? Well, I've had red bones all my life. Oh. Uh. Kind of started out that way, and, and there wasn't a lot of them, so I thought I need to try to promote them. Well, who who on that red bone that Keith hunted last year? Was that his dog or your dog? The the little red X bred. She's no, sir. He was hunting no. a little male Bill. Okay, that's that's Bill. his dog, and that's their dog. To date, he he just said something about it, and that red bone is still the only dog I've seen under a coon in Indiana. Is that right? So we do bash the red bones sometimes, and fun. 
But yes, he's the only dog we've seen through a coon in Indiana. Yet. <laughs> well, there's lots of coons up here, so I don't yeah. usually take too hard, or too good a dog to tree one. He we showed made a, a bunch of walkers so far. Last night we made a bunch of trees, but it's like you got the the canopy underneath the trees. You couldn't hardly get to them and shine them, and so everybody has circle points. Mm-hmm. Nothing but circle points. But I feel like there's a lot of coons. I feel like we had coons in trees last night. It's just you couldn't see them. It is what it is. Or squirrels. How long you been coon? You know, it, it could have been treeing squirrels too. Well, I've been coon hunting since I was about 13 years old. How old are you now? Well, I'm right at 67. Oh, that ain't bad. No, not too bad, I reckon. Still pretty good shape. You, you look like it. Look like you're in good shape. I've been watching on Facebook. You've been uh, going to some beard competitions. And been, not turkey beards, but facial beards. That's right. I've been to a couple of them just around local there just see what was going on it done pretty good i I didn't know there was such a thing until i seen you doing them on facebook i didn't either a a friend of mine said hey we're having a beard competition up here says come on over so and they was people from all over the country i couldn't believe it pretty big deal really Hmm. do they pay out or just give trophies trophies and stuff like that Uh, but i mean i got a ways to go can you imagine being able to say i want a trophy because of my beard That'd be awesome. I've been to two and got two trophies. Oh, right <laughs> on. Right on. Hey, you told me I talked to you yesterday, and you said there was one dude that had a beard about that almost at his knees. It was right to his knees. I couldn't believe it. Can't it's imagine like, how you could deal with that. Uh-uh. Yeah. Like, you can't even take a leak without having to move your beard out of the way. Like, throw it over your shoulders. Peeling like old billy goat. Yeah. That's weird. A weird beard. So one of the things that we like to talk about on our podcast is we like the crazy stuff that's happened with coon hunting and stuff like that. And I know that you got one thing that one particular that I want to talk about. But have you ever had like anything weird, creepy, crazy happen in all your years of coon hunting? Well, up there where I live, I hunt by myself most of the time. I always have. And there's a Air Force base up there. So, and there's always something going on over the years. So I've seen lots of weird things, but you can just about watch it and pay attention to what's going on and kind of figure out why, what it is and what have you. Yeah. But uh, I can explain most everything. I suppose I was out one night and, and uh, seen the northern lights. They kind of come in and surrounded me. And uh, I thought the aliens had me. Yeah. I'd never seen nothing like that. Didn't know there was anything like that around here, and there's not. It's really rare. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I do want to see that one day. That would be cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to see that one day. But um, I bet that would be pretty wild to see. You're not expecting it. Has your your visitor been back on your property any lately? Well, I haven't seen him. It's, it's, you know, dense, a lot of woods up in there, and I, I just haven't seen him in probably wouldn't uh, see him yeah he'd probably stay hid pretty well oh yeah so a lot of people that listens to it they'll know we uh we talk about bigfoot sasquatches and stuff a lot and gigantopithecus and it was makes me sound smart (laughs) yeah 
I guess it would have been at the Grand American when Keith said something to us. Because he didn't mention nothing about it last it year when we Grand was American. here. It was at the Grand American this year. And uh, we talked to you. We met you at Winter Classic. And I did not. I seen you walking by. I, and I was like, met him here. Uh-uh, I never met him. I didn't know because okay. he said something to us this year at Grand American. Is like, you know, my father-in-law, he's got a dog on Bigfoot track <laughs> or Bigfoot print. And I was like, what? Like what? I want to. Then I seen you at Winter Classic walking by, and I was like, "I'm jealous of that dude's beard right there." And then come find out, you was the father-in-law that's got the 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 Bigfoot mold. And uh, tell us how that came about. How who seen it? Well, it was in the winter of. Uh uh, 21, and I, I live back in the woods. I live a half a mile at least off the road, and we had a snowstorm. And I was coming out the driveway, and uh, we'd been in and out of the driveway a few times, so the snow was packed down. And I come out, and I see this these tracks off at the end of the woods there, and I stopped, got out, and looked, and I'm looking them over, and it's, I've never seen anything like this. This was these giant footprints, and they're, they're going right across this field out through there, and I'm thinking, well, well, we've scared him. We've come up on him. He's come down this lane because it's packed down. It's easy walking. And we've scared this whatever it was. And he ran out across his field as far as you could see. There was no other track of any sort anywhere. So I got to looking at him and think, this is like a giant human almost. And my thought was, i got to preserve this track. i got to save this somehow. So I get my camera and I'm taking pictures and and. And my thought was just document this tra- these tracks. And I took some spray paint, and I sprayed in a couple of them and took pictures so they'd show up. And uh, I cut the snow. I went and got a shovel, and I cut the snow out around it. Got me a big sheet of plywood and slid underneath of this track. And, I, and a friend of mine, we got it in, a, in the back of the truck and took it up, and I put it in a freezer so that so that I could keep this track and, and we had we called some people about the Bigfoot and some people come down that belonged to Bigfoot enthusiast clubs and things and looked at this and they said man this is real this is unbelievable you could see in the print where the like how the muscles move as the foot moves in the print and out of the print and uh, they were all excited about this and I'm you know I wasn't too sure about it but there was no explanation them footprints is right there you still got that I've one seen in the, your freezer, don't you? I've seen some of the pictures. No, no I, I've seen the pictures. It's not you, – you can tell him. I, it's not in the freezer, but you can tell him. It's not in the freezer, but I, I took and I sprayed a little mist of water over it for a few times to, to make a nice hard crust. And then we made a rubber mold of it. Okay. So I have the rubber mold. I haven't made any kind of a plaster mold. So the rubber mold's like in reverse. Yeah. So I can make the plaster mold – to look mm-hmm. like the footprint. Huh. That is pretty awesome. Then y'all like set it out and let the ice, you let it melt away from the mold, didn't you? Yes. So, yeah, I have that. Um, my concern wasn't to follow the track and try to find it. I, you know, I didn't even think about that at the time. And then the weather got warm and it was gone. They were gone except what I had, what I'd saved. Yeah. So when I seen the picture of it, I think um, – I can't remember. 
Uh, I guess I don't want to be wrong. She's your girlfriend? Yeah. Okay. She showed yeah. the picture. Yes, these pictures right here of it in the snow. When I seen this, the one thing that stuck out to me is I don't. I was like, they didn't fake that. And the reason why is because the tracks are on a tight rope. There's not a left and a right. And Bigfoot tracks, they're like, they step one foot in front of the other, just like that one. And I was like, that's when I knew. I was like, they didn't fake that because it's a tight rope. And Bigfoot tracks, they seem to walk in a tight rope and not that, not like we would. That was, That's what stuck out, and I was like, that's not fake. If it would have been staggered to the left or right like we would do, I would be cautious. I would be hesitant, but I was like, that's not fake. You see it, Dustin? Yeah, I can see it. Well, I hadn't seen all of them. So they go out across the field, and we was, we wondered, well, why would it go out in the open field? Well, my girlfriend felt that she had come down the driveway and, and kind of snuck up on her car and, and, and startled it. And that's why it went out across that open yeah, field for a little ways. Way. So was y'all, she was saying something about the, um, y'all hear like tree knocks or stuff like that whenever y'all get out of the. She says she's heard stuff like that. Now, a few days later when some of the people around heard that I had this and seen this, and I had one neighbor I seen at a gas station, she says, well, you know, I seen something out there in the edge of your woods a few days ago and I thought it was you in a big old brown jacket and it was off in the distance and it was really big and I thought that was really strange and I what would he be doing out there walking around and, and then one of the other neighbors said they seen something and so no one said anything until after I had this evidence that there was yeah. something there I think it's freaking awesome myself it's like really cool so I measured yeah. the stride on this thing I took tape measure and it was like about six foot between these tracks and I get out there and I'm stepping off as big a steps as I can do myself and I can do about four foot without falling over so it, it's it wasn't no human that done that yeah that is pretty awesome it is awesome we need us a big foot mold but what bring your mic up a little bit uh, which one is that I'm sorry a big foot mold. Yep. We need us a foot to lay out on our table. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Hey. We got to buy the plaster and mill it to him. <laughs> we need us a, like a little wood carving big foot or something put by our table. A cardboard cutout. I don't know about all that. People can get their picture took with him. So you like, do you like hunting with the leopard dogs? I'll yeah. sw- segue back to the coons. Yeah, they uh, they're a different kind of a dog. Uh, they want to please you. They're, they're nice dogs, good coon dogs, smart dogs. You still got red bones? Uh, I got a I got a little red female, a granite champion red female, and then I I got a young leopard. That's all I got. A that kid? leopard is that the one you had at the Winter Classic? Yeah, that's a good looking dog. That same one you showed yesterday? Yeah, yeah, she done real good yesterday. Won her breed there in that. So I had to go buy my go buy another dog. The girls took all all my dogs. Said I was too old. So 
<laughs> go buy me another. <laughs> and then I, and then I won yesterday, and they both got beat. So I said, "There you go." <laughs> <laughs> How much time do you put into it on uh, working your dogs, showing? I try to do it every day, and not very long. Just real short uh, sessions, but I try to do it every day. Right. And if I'm in a bad mood, I won't touch a dog. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it's better, you know. It's been and got mad and done something stupid. Yeah. How I many times to. have you had one? Well, you it's probably more than you can remember. But the dog puts you in a bad mood. Well, I don't necessarily mean the dog put me in a bad mood. But if I'm in a bad mood in general, whatever, yeah. I just leave the dog alone. I got you. Because I don't want them vibes going into that dog. I think you're going to set it back there. I try to remember that and remind a good buddy of mine about that a lot. <laughs> I guess his dog can hear it in his whistle. Yeah. He can tell by the way, or his she can tell by the way he's whistling to her yeah. that he's pissed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to point no elbows or fingers. <laughs> I guess I can get a little extra volume on that whistle when I'm really mad. And then she pouts. But that the showing the bitch stuff, man, that's that's more patience than I got. That I don't got that kind of patience. It's, I guess y'all are a special breed of people that's got that kind of patience to work a dog on the bench. Well, it took a long time to, uh, to, to get where I could win, but I guess I was just too dumb to quit, so I just kept doing it until <laughs> I figured out what how to do it. Hmm. Finally figured it out. You did pretty good at Winter Classic, too, didn't you? Yeah, done real good down there. She's a good-looking dog. I like her. She's My daddy beautiful. likes her. Man, she's beautiful. My daddy likes the leopards. I took a picture of her and sent it to him. I might mess with him this evening and tell him I found him a puppy. Found him a puppy? Yeah. Out <laughs> of all the places, where's your favorite place to hunt? You ever, like, as far as... Been, I imagine you've hunted about all over. Yeah, pleasure hunting or competition, competition hunting. Competition hunting. Well, you can't beat Indiana. I mean, we got everything. We got the coons, and uh, we got tough handlers. Though they'll uh, they'll let you know what's going on. Teach you teach you how to show you a trick or three. Yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna disagree with that. I guess it kind of started around here. Really, the the main part of the competition was North Central Indiana. And, that's where I learned to do it. So, are you old enough to remember the three-hour casts? Oh yeah, I, when I first started, absolutely, it it was three hours. I don't remember them. That was before my day. It was an all-night hunt to go to a night hunt. Golly. Yeah. That just seems grueling. Two yeah. hours seems grueling sometimes. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine three hours. I feel hours. like the better dog's going to win most of the time in that three-hour cast, though, where a lot of, you get a lot of fluke wins in one hour. Like, I could probably go get some fluke wins with Keisha in an hour. I agree with that. I mean, But I don't know that I could go. I'm not going to fluke a whole bunch of three-hour ones. Uh-uh. Were they fun? Yeah. The three hours? The yeah. world turned at a slower pace back then, cause that's a long time. Right you know, that. you tree a lot of coon in three hours. Oh I mean, yeah. You call time out and you move and you, you cast the dogs and it, it takes all night. 
I bet there was a lot more. Like, there's a lot of hunting terrain up here, but I bet there was a lot more back, way back then. Oh, yeah, you can hunt anywhere, anywhere yeah. and everywhere. Nobody cared if you hunted. I mean, he's out there. They knew what you was doing when yeah. they seen you out there. They just coon hunting. Leave yeah. them alone. I wish it was like that nowadays. Yeah. We had the game warden roll by. had two different ones roll by on our cast last night. They didn't say nothing, but they was out patrolling. Yeah, they see a bunch of guys out at night with lights on their head, and they think, what is this? This is a What are these meth right. heads doing? Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. Like, What are they trying to steal? I've, I've been coon hunting since I was 11, 12, and I'm 43, and I've never had a game warden come up on us at night. Yeah, two of them. Well, you never even got to talk to one no, of them. No, I didn't. I was I in had the woods last night. I know a little like, of the talking myself. What Dustin did. I know uh I know a couple game wardens from my neck of the woods and they're like, I'm not coming out at night unless I get called. Yeah. It was like there's I'm gonna be in my bed unless somebody calls me, that's the only way I'm coming out. That's what they want you to think, Bo. And then they got you. No. <laughs> I know two of them, so I'm like I'm good. As long as I've got my license and I'm where I need to be. I'm not really worried about it. I guess that's a good perk of knowing two different game wardens, I reckon. But that one of them, Chris Keller from Whitmire, he tell you, he's like, I'm not getting out of my house for no nighttime Is dog he still a hunting. game warden? Yeah. Let's, let's don't throw him under the bus like that then. He ain't. Hey, there's Andy right there. So we, years ago, we got us a female game warden up there, and she was bad. She'd get you in a second. She'd, she'd stay out all night. We was coming down in a night hunt, coming down, walking down a two-track. We were talking bad like guys do, you know, got a woman game warden. And, you know, she jumped out of the bushes and got us, had us right there. We were legal. Mm. Boy, she jumped right out, out Scared the, the piss trees out of and got us. <laughs> now, our biggest thing where we're from is doggone the, uh, the National Forest Rangers because we live in like the Sumter National Forest. The forest rangers are the buttholes. Yeah. They're the ones that try to get you. Hey, well, we got a new one, and I think he's all right, Phil. Well, he might be. He's all right. The one before him, he would be, be the one that would see right around at night and then try to slip in on the backside of you and do all kind of shady stuff. Oh, and then who was it? They were somebody deer hunting or something. They got out of their truck, and a bank their bank statement fell out of their truck on the ground. You would not throw your bank statement out. You're going to pick your bank statement up. So he gets back to his truck. The forest ranger standing there. He wrote him a ticket for. He's like, dude, I didn't even. He's like, I would have picked it up when I seen it. Like I didn't realize it fell out of my. It just come out the door with me when I got out to go in the woods. I guess. Yeah. He's like, I wouldn't just throw my bank statement on the ground. He wrote him a ticket for littering. Really? I forgot who that was, but it was that forest ranger you're talking about. Everybody called him Deacon. I don't know if that was his real name or not, but everybody just called him Deacon. We're gonna blast him. He finally got fired. He got. A DUI. <laughs> he did. He yeah. pulled so many people over on game management lands, uh, gravel roads. for Even law enforcement didn't like him because, matter of fact, the dude with the ticket, I think, might have been law, a local law enforcement. I ain't going to say his name, but I'm pretty sure it was. And dude's like, man, come on now. We all in this together. And he said, I don't need no buddies. And he said, you will out here one day. Yeah. And they all kind of took that to heart. But they got him for a DUI. Dummy. But 
Anyway, let's see what we talked about. You, you ever had any, like, run-ins, like, graveyards or anything spooky out there coon hunting at night? Ah, stuff like that don't really bother me. I've been hunting with guys, and we come to a graveyard, and they say, well, I'm going to walk around. I said, what are you walking around for? They're not going to get you, and they wouldn't go through it. Have you? I got to ask you this. Have you ever hunted the Morgan Monroe? No. Don't believe I have. I had. That's kind of a. What would that be? Is that a state forest in Indiana or or national? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't either. I can't remember right now. I think it might be state forest. But there's a lot of spooky stories that come out of the Morgan Monroe. We've had a couple of them on people on the podcast talk to us. Actually, from the the very first season of uh, Finding Bigfoot. They did, in their first season, I think episode two or three, they was in the Morgan Monroe from, like, I guess there's a heavy sightings or something like that out there. But from what I hear, it's not the ideal place to go coon hunting in Indiana. They said it's mountainous. It's the ridge road of Indiana. It's it's mountainous. They got rattlesnakes. It was just like, you got to really get in there and tree coons. You can tree them, but you're going to tree them about a mile deep. Stuff like that. I feel like there's a lot of other places in Indiana that I would rather go tray coons than in the Morgan Monroe. Yeah, northern Indiana is about as good as it gets. Where is this right now? I haven't even looked at it on the map. Where are we at? We're in the on the east side, right dead in the middle. Oh, okay. It's crazy. I ain't even looked up on the map where Richmond is. I've just been following, riding along with the chauffeur over there. Like, take me to Richmond, Dustin. (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. (laughs) Tally ho. And now we're here. (laughs) Well, Mr. Curtis, I guess we've been at this like 20, 23 minutes or so, and the rest of your family's congregated up behind us. And I know Mr. Steve's wanting to get with you at some point in time and do some recording. So I appreciate you taking time to come by and talk with us, and we talk about Bigfoot and coon hunting and all that good stuff well Well, i enjoyed it thank you i appreciate it yeah i think we we broke you in because you'll be wearing the same type of headset so we kind of gave you a little introduction for when mr steve gets you over there that's one thing y'all do got up here in indiana is yellow jackets and sweat bees yep great day but you don't got fire ants no we don't got one of them anyway we appreciate it ma'am Hey, if you're looking for a really good light, what's the best light on the market, Ryan? It'd be a bright eyes. It's so bright. It's been rumored that people have seen shit from the 1800s. That's a rumor. And I hear that heat seeker will burn a dingleberry off a Sasquatch ass at 200 yards. It's pumping the daylight in. Now, for a really good light, go over to brighteyes.com. Check them out. Enter this promo code, houndstooth one word h-o-u-n-d-s-t-o-o-t-h internet promo code 5% off that light I mean they sell to sell yeah absolutely they go on that website they'll be impressed they buy one they'll be even more impressed use that promo code houndstooth one word h-o-u-n-d-s-t-o-o-t-h put that in get your new heat seeker we appreciate it
let's get back into this because Ryan is about ready to go help somebody track some deer. He's all nervous about it. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, we back, and now where we want to start at? Well, Kurt Aaron, or which he didn't really have no spooky stories. He just he talked about Mister Scott. We talked about Mister Scott for a little for a minute, real quick. Rhino. Yes. Mister Scott was probably one of the most unique individuals one could ever meet. A coon dog legend. There Slash was, collector. He was a collector. He of coon, fine coon hounds. Yes, he was. And bird dogs. And bird dogs. And squirrel dogs. And, and Toyota trucks. And, and El Caminos. And fastback if, Mustangs. If he liked it, he was collecting it. Both. <laughs> and Toyota pickups. Yeah. He I never about, noticed the Toyotas as much as I did the coon dogs and the El Caminos. The last time I went over there, there was like three or four older model Toyota sitting in the yard. Because at one point in time, he had handlers in every Toyota truck he had mm. for dogs. And I don't know. I know he got them back somehow or another. He was back at his house. And so this he, was, was, he was Heather Island before Heather Island come along. Yeah, what you say? Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's like. I never got the... I never got the opportunity to meet him or go to his place or anything. And he was just chill, Bill, as can be. I never seen him get real excited. Really? Yeah, I remember when I was real young, there was this dog. He just paid pretty big money for it. It run a deer all night long. And they told him about it. And he was like, well, dogs will be dogs sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he was telling cool. the truth, though. I mean, he is. I wish I was more like that in a lot of situations. Thank you. Paid like forty five hundred dollars for that dog, Ooh. and that was back. Like I say, I wish I could be more chill like that in some situations. But what about this? I I'm still thinking about this plot track man cross. I, I think I'd like to have one of them. I want one of. Them. We gotta the keep in touch with him. That'd be the I'm only way. Keep in touch with him. <laughs> I have to figure out because I don't think he's on Facebook. He is on Facebook. I'd have to get his number. I found him. He's on Facebook. We do need to get his number somehow. The plot, track man cross. They say you know you got to put that white on the chest and put them white Nikes put a on. Put little chrome feet. on. He said the white Nikes on her feet. You got to put <laughs> them white Nikes on them. He said you know you got to have that to have a good one. <laughs> so I don't know how all them plot people feel about that, but <laughs> me as a. Uh, Walker, black and tan, non-plot enthusiast. I think I would rather have one with some Walker in it. Put a little bit of mouth back into it. I won't one. But. Well. Anyway. Now. Talk about Mr. Curtis Elburn. Because I've been kind of. With his squammy footprint. We've been saving this one. We need a We need a, like a copy of the cast of it. Sit up on tables and stuff when we go. Well, place. he still got the rubber mold that yeah, can like, be need made a, into the cast. Yeah, it's made that. into the foot. It's like in reverse. We need one. So, here's my thing. You know, I commented, I I made a or shared a post several, several weeks ago. And there's this one dude. <clears throat> he's from South Carolina. And he 
I ain't going to name no names. But he feels the need to show up on somebody else's post all the time and share his piddly opinion like anybody really cares who his, what his opinion is. And he come up on my post about Bigfoot, and he said, how did he say this? He said, I think it's ridiculous or something. I think it's grown men uh, that believe in Bigfoot. Shoot, and I'm a grown was, man that believe in Santa Claus, boy. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I whoop somebody's ass they say Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was kind of waiting until this one. I'm going to go on there and I'm going to find that post and I'm going to put this, a link to this. Okay. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to tag him and put a, a link to this episode because I'm like, here you are, Mr. Curtis Elburn. If you want to know more about him, you can go on Mr. Steve's Gone to the Dogs podcast. He's going to say, he that boy said he was going to whoop my ass because I said I didn't believe in Bigfoot. No. Huh? I said if somebody told me they didn't, they tried to tell me Santa Claus wouldn't realize I'd whoop their ass. <laughs> oh. You just to clarify. Yeah, just to clarify. Well, too, when he's young. Play that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, check this out. You got one of the most, a well-respected person in that, in coon hunting, in that region of the world. Been to, uh, how many Autumn Oaks has he been to? How many? 57. That's a lot of 57. His argument is going to be, is, I don't know. Or was it 57 and been to 30 something? I have no idea. I forgot now. I want to say. Now we're going to get clowned on. There's going to be like, y'all can't even damn remember how many Autumn Oaks he's been. Much less see a Bigfoot. I mean, my goodness, he's <laughs> been to so many. Been to so so many. That is not what I meant to go to. It was thirty something. Thirty one. No, he's been in the fifties in a row. Yeah, I gotta find Mr. Steve's podcast. Hold on. All right, I found it. He's attended fifty one consecutive autumn oaks in a row, dating all the way back to nineteen seventy two. So, here you are. And in the pictures, he showed us these pictures of that big track going across the field, across the snow. A big foot. <laughs> with six-foot strides. And a big toe. And probably a big pinky toe. So... I think it's safe to say. I'm now, curious to know who I it is now. I'm over here racking my brain. Who? That, that said the Bigfoot ain't real? Oh, the one that commented on my post? Mm-hmm. Hold on, i tell you. I know who that is. All right, anyway. So, I mean, them big old footprints got across that snow in six-foot strides from somewhere, and didn't nobody – Fake it because that one that was the way them tracks were lined out straight in a row on a tightrope. Like there wasn't no left and right, whatnot. Somebody that just wanted to fake a footprint would have not faked it the way hundreds and hundreds of other people have captured them footprints. Straight in a row. It's almost hard to do to leave that size of footprint 
in the snow without leaving another set of tracks. It ha- you know what I'm saying? Hmm. It would just – you wouldn't have been able to fake it yourself. My fat tail couldn't make six-foot strides. There ain't very many people that could make six-foot strides. I think I got it. I think Dustin can. Comfortably. No, heck no. I ain't saying nothing about being comfortable. I just think I could do it. I think you could do it on video. I, mean, I think you could do it. Proof. But I don't think you could do it as far as across that field as hey, that, but here's the pictures. Because that's something I was went a long way. Here's the whole thing about it. Dustin don't believe in Bigfoot neither. <laughs> I mean, so it don't really, whether you believe it or not, that's the point of listening to the show. <laughs> I like the stories, man. <laughs> I believe in Bigfoot. Oh, we know. Everybody knows. We know, bro. <laughs> Everybody knows. <laughs> Everybody knows. <laughs> I mean, but I believe, I hope to actually, get to see him, Bo. I ain't told y'all this. Oh, dude, shit. The dude. <laughs> the dude. Do you want to share this on the podcast? Yes, because the man had a stroke and was about to get in touch because he has spoken. He has had a wood booger talk to him telepathically several times. And he is an old gentleman that lives up in the mountains. And about the time we was getting ready to make contact and talk, and he was going to tell about it, he had a stroke. And thought, I don't know him, know him. It's just been relaying through one other dude that we all know. Yeah. And so his health is starting to come back around from last I heard about two weeks ago. But he says, once you see a wood booger and they talk to you, you can see them so much easier. But he told, he says that they told him that they are an offspring that goes back, may as well say, the Nephilim. The Nephilim. See, now you so, got to believe, Dustin. So you start believing. And start he believe says today. that. What's today's date? <laughs> so, I want to say something. October 12th is 740. I want to say something, but I'm not going to say it on here. <laughs> So, he uh, actually, we could actually say the refine, but I don't know. Them Bigfoot, them Bigfoot tracks come from somewhere, boy. Well, let's hope Can't they ain't moving. <laughs> <laughs> to part what? Of the, part of the Hamas. Yeah. Well. Yeah, let's get to it. Y'all ready to get out of here? Sure is. I don't think I'm missing anything. Oh, yeah, I do want to say this. Hey, go over and check out uh, Dylan Nelson at Stonewall 828. Get you a shirt. Use that promo code, that HTPodcast. Don't forget about them Bright Eyes Lights. Promo them too, Bo. Bright Eyes Lights. Havoc Hunt Supply. We got all them all them little commercials that'll be in there, but oh, we do. I want to. Th- yeah, Mister, I don't listen to the whole <laughs> podcast. I ain't listen to one. I had one in it, probably. Listen to a podcast a long time. That's sad. That's so sad. Anyway, go check out Stonewall Eight Two Eight. Get you one of them. Get you one of them awesome shirts. You ain't awesome, got that awesome super shirts. Oh, we measuring yardage. I got. Oh, we measuring oh, yards. Hold on. 
bring it straight to me. Hey, that's close enough. What you got right there? Give us some feet, bro. Some damn feet. Hey, <laughs> hey y'all keep them dogs in the woods and happy hunting. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Coon Hunting Confidentials on the Hound's Tooth Podcasting Network. If you want to get in touch with me, my email address is htpodinfo at gmail.com. That is h-t-p-o-d-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you with all your coon hunting stories that include the creepy crazy and the unexplained. Until next time, keep them dogs in the woods and happy hunting, y'all.